This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of All Possibilities is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. The chiropractor. For some, it's questionable. For others, it's a godsend. What is it that creates such a divide? Jessica Brodkin sat down to explore this and more with Ara Bagdasarian, a spiritual chiropractor who finds his influence from karmic yoga. After a mission trip to South America, he saw firsthand the potential of his holistic chiropractic work and now organizes his own missions to Eastern Europe to impact hundreds of people with his healing abilities. Welcome to the All Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. So, Ara, you are not the average chiropractor, as far as I understand. Well, yeah, there's many forms of chiropractic, and uh, mine is definitely unique in the spectrum of chiropractic uh, modalities. So what makes your modality, what is your modality, and what makes it unique? Uh, well, okay, so it's a big question. So I got about 18 years of experience of, uh, in chiropractic. Um, a lot of my modalities uh, started formulating whenever I was uh, overseas uh, doing uh, mission work similar to Doctors Without Borders. Um, were you a chiropractor when you were doing mission yeah, work? Yes, yes. All, all, my, uh, all my studies and ventures were all chiropractically uh, based. And when you did your mission work, who were you doing missions for? I mean, under what umbrella? Um, well, so the first mission I did was basically uh, it was organized through other chi chiropractors. And uh, it was in Brazil, Fortaleza, and we were 41 chiropractors going out. Um, after that one, I was organizing all of them, actually. You organized... These missions? Yeah, and basically what we needed were contacts from uh, the country that we were in. And uh, those contacts needed to coordinate a lot of different things. Eventually, I developed a manual so they could follow um, and there wouldn't be any hangups or uh, mistakes along the uh, way of organizing and uh, coordinating the events. Great. Uh, so I did, a, I did that for about 13 years. You did mission work for 13 years? Yeah. So you were basically volunteering around the world for 13 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, it took a quite a number of uh, months to prepare for one mission trip. And when I was out in that, uh, out and about in various different countries, I, it would take roughly about a, a month of work uh, in those, uh, in the sites that I was visiting. That being said, the work schedule was basically from like 8.30 a.m. to 2 a.m., uh, with like maybe 30 minute rest time in between. So, so you uh, wake up, did you, were you starting to chiropractor in your sleep? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, my average sleep was between three and a half hours to four hours a day. That sounds like not healthy. 
It was intense, but you know what? Um, it was one of the most fulfilling experiences in my life, and there was something to be, uh, that I got to witness and observe, which was, yeah, the first two days of the experience, my body was going through all sorts of aches and sorenesses and whatnot, and then after all that was done, uh, I got into a rhythm, and I was just being driven by the... Uh, the flow of the intensity and that was driving me uh, to move forward uh and so like it felt like an endless energy that just kept on going so you were getting high on helping people uh, you could say it that way sure i mean without you know yeah yeah um yeah there was a, a very deep spiritual uh satisfaction that came to uh helping people uh one of the reasons i got there was like when I was deciding to become a chiropractor, uh, I knew I didn't know too much of what I wanted to get into. I just knew two things. I wanted to help people. So that was there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was good with my hands. Um, and that's what basically determined uh, eventually for me to become a chiropractor. I was looking at other things too. Um, but I get a lot of satisfaction from helping people. And uh, the mission trips were designed uh, later on as they developed and expanded to uh, uh, to fundraise for disaster relief projects. Holy cow. So we really started at uh, humble locations like Armenia or... Uh, when I'm saying Armenia, I'm talking about like uh, not the ca uh, the capital. I'm talking about like the countryside where there, there are a lot more. I don't think mo most people are super familiar with Armenia besides the Kardashians. Yeah, so and they yeah. haven't really brought a lot of information. So it, about I wasn't, Armenia. I wasn't really like adjusting Kardashians. No, over no, there. it's just a really different. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Okay. But uh, and then uh, and Nepal or in India, like all those, we didn't really do uh, fundraisings for. But when I started going into Eastern Europe, we could we did that. So we asked for voluntary donations uh, in exchange, and that money was going strictly for um, disaster relief projects around the world. So. Um, was the mission spiritually focused or was just chiropractic? It was spiritually focused, uh, and that's what I was alluding to originally with the uh, your first question. Um, it bordered beyond uh, the realms of chiropractic, which is, it talks really about nerve interferences or blocks that are preventing from the brain to communicate with the body or vice versa. Gotcha. Um, we went into a lot of energetic work. Um, which, yes, the foundation of what I learned was from uh, chiropractic light touch techniques, uh -huh. but uh, it expanded to other things that just came through me during those mission trips. So it sounds like you channeled energy work while you were within the framework of chiropractic initially? Uh, sure, you could say that. Um, I'm not sure if that that's exactly what happened, but I do know like uh, as I was uh, working many, many hours uh, my gifts expanded and my awareness expanded and I was able to uh, really be aware of what was happening in multiple rooms at the same time. Uh, so the way it was set up was I was working on five tables at the same time and it was process-oriented, which meant I would initiate a process within your body and allow that to integrate itself and work itself through and while that's happening i'll be on other tables working and initiating something mm -hmm. uh, on other bodies 
Um, and so I was basically aware of what was happening on each one of the tables all at the same time, uh, whether they were in the same room or not. So that expanded the, the awareness of uh, my field and my environment expanded tremendously from those mission trips and the intensity that was basically hours and hours on end uh, for the time we were there. So it sounds like you learned a lot while in these... First of all, it sounds like you were emotionally and spiritually fulfilled. Yes. And physically drained. And physically drained. <laughs> were you following a specific um, worldview? Was Were all the other chiropractors spiritual too? Were they like, I'm just going to go around to Nepal for a month? I mean, your missions were how long? Were they about a month long? Um, in Europe, they were a month long and that encompassed uh, several different countries. What's beautiful about Europe is you go about two and a half to three hours and you're in a different country, different yeah, everything. Right. Um, so it was easy to like do five days in one country mm -hmm. and then a couple of days in another country. We basically, if it was a new country that we were expanding into, we would give it a two day trial. Mm -hmm. And if they did good in that two days, as far as the coordinators uh, bring in people, then we we would expand it to further days. Who did you? Who were the people you were working on? Who were these people? What was their typical profile or profiles? So, I said to my coordinators that uh, just bring anybody and everybody. You know, age doesn't matter, mm -hmm. and they could decide on what's uh, what's good and a good candidate. But the thing is, even if we open up a person just a little bit, it still helps that person, whether they're aware of it or not, given that the person has had a lot of um, spiritual journeys, they will be more open to the work than others. Because I think a lot of people go to chiropractors who have nothing to do with spirituality. Yes. No. Yeah. Typically. In general. Yeah. I've been to chiropractors for a long time. Yeah. And even a lot, a lot of those people that were coming in, they were like, oh, my back hurts. And I, my joke was like, oh. Could you imagine what I feel like, <laughs> you know, like working those hours and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like the ongoing joke. But yeah, a lot of them did come in for uh, physical pain relief uh, or some of them came for emotional uh, healing. I had a guy on heroin that came in and he felt like. Was he like I quit the juice after you? No. Um. I don't know, like I didn't follow his life story, but right. his whole family was under care. And um, when I did return to those countries, he was there all the time. But the one, the first time I did adjust him, my translator said like he looked in, he looked all doped out when he came in. He looked sober when he left. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like you did healing on him. It was, a, it was a combination. Yeah. A combination. And usually I do a combination of uh, structural adjusting, which is more... I guess traditional and uh, and uh, more energetic forms of chiropractic, which are light touch forms of chiropractic. And with that particular case, yeah, there was some healing involved. Wow, what country was that in? That was in Serbia, actually. Yeah, so in Eastern Europe, I did Serbia, Hungary, uh, Czech, Austria, Slovenia. Uh, those were the main countries I did. Um, as a mission trip on my own. I saw uh, but, photos of your mission trips. 
Yeah, I looked a little different, right? You looked a little different. <laughs> uh, you were wearing all white. Yeah. And yeah. you were wearing rudrakashas. Rudrakashas, yeah. And uh, maybe I'm sure some people in our audience know what rudrakashas are, but not everyone. Yeah, they're just like uh, seeds off of a tree. Uh, they're usually used uh, for chanting. And um, the they're generally part of the Hindu tradition. Yes. And they have different amounts of faces on them. Yeah. And they all mean different things, how many faces they have. They're Correct. called Muki, right? Yeah, Mukti, yeah. So um, so you were you were really dressed like you were Jesus-y or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really into, it was a very uh, specific spiritual practice, and I dove deep into it, so... What was that practice? Um, Do you want to talk about it, or...? Not, not really. particularly, okay. but um, it was mainly based off of uh, karma yoga, you know. Okay. Uh, so that uh, sounds scary. <laughs> karma yoga is basically doing things selflessly, uh, oh, without having nice. any particular agenda for personal gain. So that's what the mission was designed for. Like, if you have some sort of uh, poor me attitude, then you're not doing karma yoga while serving people. It's all about the people. Um, well, that sounds really something you could talk about. That's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the agenda of the practice was love and serve. Right. That sounds amazing. So we haven't actually had a chiropractor on the show before. Oh, cool. Um, you're our first, which is exciting. And I think that not every, I mean, chiropractors are kind of, people know what they are, but can you tell us about sort of like the basic fundamental beliefs or the origin of chiropractic? Uh, fundamental beliefs, let's start there. Uh, sure. Origin, I'll tell you after. Um, very simple message. Uh, you have a brain, uh, descends down. Uh, I, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> most people use them. <laughs> Not everybody. Um, yeah, so you have a brain that descends down forming the spinal cord and nerves travel out of that. And uh, the brain and spinal cord's main function is to coordinate and control everything in your body and mind. Mm -hmm. So uh, if the messages go from your brain to your body or, or back from your body up to the brain mm -hmm. and there's no interferences there, you'll get to be healthy, vibrant, full of life, full of energy, and you're functioning at your optimal performance levels, both outwardly and internally, like uh, your immune system, endocrine system, and so on and so forth. If there's an interference with that flow, um, like a garden hose, if there's like a current flowing through it and you step on it and all of a sudden the current's not uh, flowing as, mm -hmm. as fully, then there's like an interference in that communication flow. So at that point, it's like, Actually, it's more like static on a cell phone, you know, mm -hmm. the communication is just not getting to the areas needed. And so the purpose of the chiropractor is to find those areas of nerve interferences and just uh, unblock that. So there will be nice current flow. Well, I know that you're intuitive. Yes. Obviously. Mm. But not every chiropractor is. So how do people find, how do chiropractors normal, like a basic chiropractor, um, figure out where the flow is blocked? There's, uh, you know, it just depends on the technique they're using. Some use instrumentation like uh, x-rays or uh, uh, thermographs and other instruments. Some use palpations to determine where, what the bone is doing uh, and what the muscles are doing in orientation with uh, the one above and below. 
there's different analysis to determine it. Uh, some people use leg checks. Uh, I don't know what any of these things are. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I just personally don't. Yeah, but so maybe. they're just different analysis to determine what is out of alignment in the sure. body. Okay, uh, I know what rudrakashas are, but I don't know what leg checks <laughs> mean, which sounds way more normal. Yeah, leg checks are basically they'll uh, determine uh, on uh, what one leg is in relationship to the other. Oh, got it. I've had that at done. the heel, whether it's higher or lower, whether it's internally rotated or externally rotated, whether it's tight towards one direction versus the other. They all mean different things, and there's a whole analysis. Uh, based on that, and they could determine uh, what needs to be adjusted, how, based on all these different tests. That's what a leg check is. Cool. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different uh, analyses, and some are more mechanistic, and some are more vitalistic. Mm -hmm. um, I go based on more of a vitalistic approach. Um, what is vitalistic? Uh, so vitalistic says that basically the sum parts equal more than the whole. And gotcha. mechanistic is just a plus B equals C, it's very, yeah. Like, hey, your leg is off, but I'm not going to look at the rest of your body. Similar to that, like, it's like, oh, I have a car and uh, we got uh, we have to change the uh, uh, the hose on the car, but it's not looking at the, the being running the car, whereas vitalism looks at the whole entirety of that. Coming up, you'll hear the origin of chiropractic and Dr. R. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Welcome to Hashtag Moms Got This. Get your mom life fix four days a week. I'm Michelle Park. And I'm Stacey Eagle. Together, we chatted up with a new boss mom each week about her journey and why she's got this. Make sure to subscribe and show us some love on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever the best podcasts are found. And remember, Moms Got This. <laughs> Let's go back to what the origin of chiropractic. Yeah. Okay. So it was founded in uh, Davenport, Iowa, in, uh, in 1895 uh, by a man called D.D. Uh, Palmer. That's and, way longer than I thought it happened. Yeah. And so what what had occurred was there was this a janitor, Harvey. Uh, no, it was a random man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Lillard, I think his name was. Oh gosh, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, so basically he was a janitor and he would work there and he had bent over and he he heard this lo loud popping sound in mm -hmm. his body and since that point he'd been deaf and it was uh, 17 years in. Dee uh, Dee Palmer was a magnetic healer at the time. and What's a ma oh, There was a magnetic healer? He was a magnetic healer. So he yeah. healed people with magnets? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure exactly, but I think he was uh, whether he was using his hands or he was using magnets. Uh, that's what it was called at the time. Um, man, there's a man whose healing is weirder than mine. No, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe not. I think mine well, is still more weird. Yeah, but basically in the same family. Basically, he made this 
uh, he came to this conclusion that, well, if we were to, after a careful uh, analysis of the of the spine and what happened with mm -hmm. the body and much convincing, um, he he figured that like if I put this bone back into place, you should get your hearing back, um, and so he adjusted. He adjusted the spine in a very specific segment, and uh, after that, the guy could hear again. Holy cow! It was kind of profound. So he thought that he found uh, the cure for deafness, and so he started advertising for that. Oh my god! And uh, so he had a lot of people coming to him that were deaf and deaf, deaf, yeah, and they they didn't get their hearing back, but they started reporting that they were feeling like. They had this symptom, this cardiovascular symptom that went away. They had this uh, uh, disease, well, not disease, but like this immune problem that was constantly uh, nagging them and it would disappear and all these other things. So shortly after that, he's like, well, okay, it's not the cure for death. De deafness. I mean, deafness, sorry. It's definitely not the cure for death. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Jesus was closer to that. Um, so... It's not the cure for a deafness, but uh, maybe it's the cure for all diseases. And so that's whenever uh, he, when he started advertising for that, that's when the medical community started coming after him. They came after him. Uh, yeah, uh, and all chiropractors as he was starting to establish the. Because uh, they were like, "You're taking away our jobs." Something like that. Yeah, and then they uh, like they were, doctors aren't busy enough. Well, back then it was it was a little different, but yeah. Were they using leeches back then? Leeches, uh, blood, uh, blood drainage, and a whole Oof. bunch of other stuff. Could you imagine? I mean, we all know that that happened in the 1800s. The doctors used, le but it's like not that long ago. They just started using soap in what the 30. When did they start using soap? I think it was. I have to look that up. I'm not sure, but um, but it's. I think it's like 30s, 40s. The truth of it all Oof. is like if if you were to look a hundred years from now, what we're doing today with medicine, you'd probably be just as terrified. Yeah. Um, but that's what they were doing. And uh, yeah, so they started going after him and a lot of chiropractors got thrown in jail for practicing medicine without a license. And the option for them was to... What? This is crazy. And Very the, dramatic. Yeah. I really like this story. And the options for them was to basically choose to i'm sorry okay, correction uh google helped us uh doctors started washing their hands in 1847 oh okay cool. so, so that's cool that's yeah. great i'm glad yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> um but that's like 50 years before this guy came around yeah okay. or at least chiropractic, chiropractic chiropractically speaking yeah so going back to it chiropractors were basically given the option of paying a, a large fine for and admitting that they were practicing uh, medicine without a license or go to jail. And these guys were just from the school of hard knocks and they said, well, I'm not practicing medicine, I'm doing chiropractic. So they went to jail and they basically were adjusting the- Inmates? Inmates, the guards. <laughs> That's a good way to get some ciggies in yeah. jail, just to just like start adjusting people. I'll fix your back, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, well, it, it was, for them, it was much, much it wasn't so much about back fixing back then you know because they didn't relate it to oh i got a pain here fix this yeah it was just i it's the cure for everything kind of thing it helps you in every single way and so they didn't have that concept until 
a chiropractor got into insurance and then they started uh the medical you mean that that insurance started covering it well, well yeah well chiropractic had to choose to go into it and then and then because they wanted to have it paid by they wanted to have it reimbursements yeah. and all that and that's whenever they had to limit it to certain musculoskeletal disorders like back pain neck pain and so on and so forth and that's when that started really mm-hmm. before that it was a whole different ball game um bj palmer who was the son of uh dd palmer was getting paraplegics uh walking i don't hear do chiropractors can they still do that now uh, in very strict uh clinical environments yeah where nothing else is being in- i've never heard of that yeah it's pretty amazing you know, so we're in a society where there's a uh, uh, plentiful of everything. So yeah. usually a person coming in is a cocktail of many different things With a lot going of meds. on. Meds uh, being one of them. Um, and I'm sure there's other things being involved too. So it's not uh, such an isolated uh, thing whenever a person's walking in. So the results are have been dimmed because mm. of it. But back then, plus the food we were uh, they were eating was a lot uh, cleaner than they are now. That also has a lot to do with it, you know, mm. the absorption and um, uh, whatever is going into the cells. The vibrance of the of the body was different back then. There's a lot of components to it uh, that would. Pro- so chiropractic used to be, in some ways, more miraculous, in a more isolated way. Yeah, um, I'm just saying that there's a lot of components now that are dullifying uh, okay. uh, results that were not there back in those days. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, our food supply is really awful. The food Disaster. supplies, there's other components. There's a lot more medications. There's now a, a strong push for, for medications up for children, uh, which offsets uh, who they become later on in teenage and adult years. So there's a lot going against us. That's really tough. Yeah. But what an origin story. Yeah. It's it was really amazing. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah it I, has quite the history. I also want to know your origin story. Okay. So uh, as a kid, I would uh, be going around uh, playing a lot and always injuring myself. I broke quite a number of bones, uh, sprained a bunch of uh, uh, joints. Was this in Armenia? No. Was it here? Yeah. and uh, the good thing was I would always recover I'd always gain my mobility back uh, and so that was the plus but I would always injure myself and come uh, teenage years when I had to really decide what I wanted to do in life like I said earlier um, there was two things I only knew I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I was good with my hands so I was contemplating massage therapy physical therapy and chiropractic and you made the right choice for you. Yeah, well, I didn't I know back so. then. I, I thought massage would be fun. Um, I di- I was interning at a physical therapist's office. And while taking my prerequisites, which was just sciences, there was a girl who said, oh, I do- I'm going to go to a meeting where there's a lot of chiropractors. And that kind of was like a sound bite to me. And I, I asked her if I could come. You weren't just trying to follow her? Not at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she gave me the number to call. I, they welcomed me, and I went to the meeting. Afterwards, one of the guys came up and said, hey, have you 
ever been adjusted before and i said no you know i'm i'm healthy i got no uh pains of any sort that's what i knew back then about chiropractic and uh you know i'm a young kid i work out i eat healthy there's nothing wrong with me so oh, okay i get all that uh, just lay down on a table <laughs> so i laid on the table he he adjusted me and if it was like like a, a light just turned on in me that that has been shut off for so I didn't even know it was shut off. Uh, and I, what I didn't realize was all those injuries were adding up and I was just compensating for them very effectively. But now like a dam lifted up and like a surge of energy uh, flowed through me. And right then and there, I knew this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And this is what I want to offer to people for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. And then six months later, I finished my, uh, I went to uh, chiropractic school, got my degree, got my national board exams, um, license and started an office in, in New York and simultaneously did the mission trips. 18 years later, I'm here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How did your chiropractic practice take a more spiritual turn? To me, it was just a direct expression of who I am. So uh, as I was diving deeper into spirituality, it was just a reflection of, of me. And my uh, my form of chiropractic, uh, again, is just an expression of who I am. Uh, so it just expanded and developed over the years. I was doing a variety of different techniques, and I don't want to really talk about them so much because nobody would really understand sure. if I just blurt out certain names. Yeah. Uh, but they allowed me to become more intuitive, more sensitive, uh, into different energy fields, as well as uh, being very uh, good at delivering the structural components, which are more traditionally uh, used by chiropractors. What did you really, I mean, I'm sure you learned a lot on your mission trips, and that's probably informed your practice and your knowledge base. What, did, what are the th some of the things you learned on your mission trip? I'm sure it's way more than we can talk about. Ah, oh, one of the things I learned more, it, uh, most, like the biggest lessons is, well, oh God, you're right. There is a lot. Okay. One thing I learned was. The, you can give me three about that. <laughs> okay. The imp one of the important things as a person uh, working on another person is knowing what is your stuff versus their stuff. Because whenever I was working on people, it was sometimes pulling stuff out of their body. And when, when it was coming through my body and out my body, if I didn't have that distinction of what is mine and what is theirs, I would get stuck with it. Mm. It would get camouflaged and locked into my weakest link. Mm. Um, so so you would absorb people's energy or problems or issues. If I wasn't aware of what was mine and what was theirs. Once I realized as it was coming through me uh, or into me what was mine and what was theirs, that no longer happened. I could just channel it through. So that was a huge lesson. And it was uh, very important, especially if I'm working on a ridiculous amount of people. I mean, I, we basically worked on thousands of thousands of bodies right. throughout the missions. And I saw thousands of thousands of people's lives changing. <laughs> What's your favorite story in terms of a transformation from your mission trips? Uh, 
Okay, on the first mission trip, I had a lady who was in a wheelchair. She was in Brazil. And how she would go from point A to point B would be her son would lift her up and swing her from right to left so her legs would just pivot and anchor to the floor. And that's how she would uh, go about. And so I would adjust her and adjust her and adjust her. I think I did it. I gave her like five adjustments in five days. And on the last day, what I saw was her son was picking her up and she was actually lifting her leg and bringing it forward while her son was lifting her up. So that was like a huge progress. Was she paralyzed? I don't get the backstories on mission trips because I don't, I, you know, it's just like so intense. Yeah. Like well, yeah, she definitely didn't have her leg functions for sure. I'm not so too she gained mobility in her legs, yeah. not fully. It wasn't fully. It wasn't it was, fully there. But it was significant. Yeah, in I mean, five we, days. we had five days, so it Can was pretty significant. Imagine if you had like ten days. We we would have to see, but what happened was she was literally lifting her leg up and moving it forward, and taking that step with the assistance of her uh, son. It's amazing. So that was a huge um, uh, tear drawing experience for both her and me. Oh, gosh, there were so many experiences. It's just like gets lost in the pool. The The heroin addict, that was a very moving. sobering experience where... For both of you. For both of us, yeah. And it kind of woke me up because when I see a change like that in a person's body and field and mind, uh, it's just, it empowers me. So it, it like vitalizes me. Yeah, them too. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was one of the other things that I learned as a what I took from these mission trips was uh, serving, you get a lot more than giving. I mean, uh, serving, you get a lot more than taking. Uh, so that was really huge for me. Yeah. Coming up, you'll hear about the negativity surrounding chiropractic and why you shouldn't listen to it. Are you interested in getting your own intuitive reading? Are you wondering how you can align more with your purpose? I offer introductory sessions to my Discover Your Purpose readings and coaching. As part of the All Possibilities community, you get 10% off the intro session. You get a one-on-one -on -one phone call with me where I'll do an assessment of your life and give you an intuitive reading on the highest guidance for you at this time. You'll get actionable steps that you can get started on to create the life you want. Just use All Possibilities 2018 as the promo code. That's All Possibilities 2018. Visit beingmypurpose.com for more information on my services. So, Dr. Ara, there are a lot of naysayers about chiropractic. A lot of doctors uh, discourage people from going. What kind of, and I think that there's got to be like piles and piles of evidence that it works. I mean, what do you say to people who really doubt that this works? 
So chiropractic is not new to any negative press. Okay. Uh, just like I was saying in the beginning with the origin story, uh, they got hit from uh, medical communi communities and uh, were thrown in jail for practicing medicine without a license. Uh, I've heard a lot of uh, things about uh, chiropractic where they all, well, don't, doesn't it cause, uh, cause you to have arthritis and whatnot? You know, it's, it's completely looking at it from the wrong viewpoint. Arthritis uh, develops over many, many years, and a lot of it comes from nutritional deficiencies. You, you know, my dog has arthritis, and he's never been to a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> he does get acupuncture, though. He's a very bougie animal. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> the good mommy. <laughs> yeah, but it does usually come a lot from a nutritional standpoint, not so much from a, a setting bones back into place, especially if the bones are... are need to be set back into place. There are some conditions where like if you're cracking your knuckles and causing friction in certain ways, that could re uh, uh, have it predisposed to certain things, but not whenever you're setting a bone into an ideal position. It doesn't happen. It's more oriented around nutrition. And that's one thing that people who do say things about like, oh, it causes arthritis and whatnot, uh, just never really take a look at. Um, what other things would they talk about? Oh, yeah. They say that you become addicted to chiropractic. Can I share what I, what what uh, my experience? Yeah, sure. I used to have so when I was in my I guess mid twenties, I used to have uh, a slip disc in my neck. Uh huh. I used to be uh like uh I used to dance all the time, or I mean I took like dance classes for like twenty years. By the time I was twenty six, wow, it was a lot. Um, not on and off, but still a lot, and um. Anyway, I slipped disc and I had nerve issues in my right hand from that slipped disc and I had so much shoulder pain and I went to doctors, got x-rays, got cortisone shots, nothing helped. They were like, we'll do surgery. And I was like, fuck this. And then uh, my uh, my boyfriend at the time went to chiropractors and he had a slipped disc in his back from uh, tennis. Anyway, my slipped disc went away. It's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, And I never needed surgery. The cortisone shots didn't do anything for me. Um yeah, and what I what I find true is actually uh, stories like that where uh, real life experiences, as opposed to somebody sitting behind the desk just making up stories because he's so uh, introverted with himself and his life <laughs> that he doesn't have any perspective. Yeah, uh, but when you, you go, you gotta listen to Taylor Swift. The haters are gonna hate. You just <laughs> yeah. gotta shake yeah. it off. No. So whenever, but when you go to patients who are getting results, you and you hear their story, it's a very different tune yeah. than uh, the naysayers. I, I, my, my friend was a chiro. Uh, I was a my roommate. He was a. He graduated. He wanted to take a motorcycle trip from Atlanta, Georgia, to Argentina, and. He had a terrible motorcycle accident. Uh, he he went into a crater. The motorcycle landed on him, shattered his uh, spine. They said that basically uh, he had internal ble bleeding, a whole bunch of syndromes that I won't get into so I don't uh, lose you guys. Uh, but basically he was going to die if he, there was no surgery done on him. We uh, flew out the best chiropractor we knew at the time, and uh, he was basically adjusting him once every hour. Holy cow. I didn't know that was a thing. And, oh, I forgot to say, he was paralyzed from the chest down. What? Yeah, and he had no control of bowel movements or anything, so he had to wear a diaper. It was a mess. So within the first 24 hours, he was able to move his big toe. This guy is walking today without surgery. 
and the Ooh. medical doctors who were there on because they took him to a hospital drew with a helicopter transported him to a hospital um the, they just didn't know what to think because they never seen something like this they thought it was barbaric and uh they thought the chiropractic work was barbaric yeah but what they were doing was monitoring the blood and everything and they saw that the white blood cells counts were increasing and everything towards healing was going right and they couldn't explain it are there peer-reviewed medical journals that this works um i'm not sure i haven't really uh looked into too many medical journals but uh there are countless stories of countless stories of chiropractic helping people with hearing see uh, seeing uh, uh walking and so on and so forth what would the world be like if the medical community embraced chiropractic how would that benefit patients instead of like this hate throwing thing that's been going on since 1895, 1895? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit after whenever they st he started getting a little popular. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, w it would be, it would be a lot better world. That's for sure. We have in our community, unfortunately, very different opinions even within ourselves. It's like a family that disagrees. So there's. I've never met a family that agrees. Yeah. <laughs> so in the chiropractic world, it's similar. We have some that are very, uh, like what I was talking about, vitalistic versus yeah. mechanistic. We have some that are very medically geared, some that are very holistically geared. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of different shades of uh, chiropractic out there and belief systems of what direction to go with chiropractic. Um, so because of that, there is we have to kind of clean up ourselves as a as a whole. You think so? I, well, I, I know that the I you know after I asked about the medical uh, about the the peer reviewed journals, I know that they exist because I used to go to a functional neurologist, which oh, is yeah. a specific type of chiropractor that works on neurology, and I know that there was enormous amount of data that that yeah, worked. There, I'm enormous. Sure. I think JAMA has a bunch of stuff. I just don't know which ones I could refer to because okay. I haven't really personally read right, them right, myself. Right. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that chiropractic is extremely fractured in terms of the belief systems and the, not just the belief systems, but maybe the methods. Uh, yeah. I'm, so there's, I believe, something like 400 and change different forms of chiropractic out there. It's like dog breeds. <laughs> yeah, like... actually, it is because then you <laughs> there have are like four hundred dog breeds or so. Yeah, and 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 there's the interpretation of the chiropractor of those. So mm. each one has their own artistic take on it. And and like you said, dog breeding. Um, there's mutts out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Reiki healers were different... the same. Every yeah. every he because the Reiki is so like procedural and specific that every healer like they get certified and then they just do. They just mix in a whole bunch of other things, as you've seen with me. Yeah, so yeah, so it's it's very custom, and it's a direct reflection of who the chiropractor or the right. healer is. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of different interpretations, but that's just the technical side. I was talking more along the political side of mm. where do we want to take chiropractic into the future, you. and there's a lot of uh, diverse beliefs of how uh, to direct chiropractic as a leading health uh, profession. I have so many questions for you, and we're pretty much out of time. Oh, well, bring me back. <laughs> no problem. So I'd like for you to share any final thoughts that you have with our audience and our listeners. Well, 
I guess the best thing I could say and leave a person with based on what we were talking about today is really do your own investigation of what it is uh, you're seeking in a health field and don't take uh, just for face value what somebody says, but mm. really go and experience it and see for yourself what are the changes that are happening in you uh, as you're experiencing what you're experiencing. A lot of times you'll be pleasantly pleased. Uh, most of the patients I've worked with, they're always getting more than what they asked for in their initial consultation and evaluation because we're basically opening up the body and all its pathways to just express itself more fully. So it, in doing so, it could really just heal at a greater capacity. It's like turning on the light in the room, you know where the keys are, whereas before you're like searching by just feeling around the room because the room's completely dark. Um, so in, in that sense, it's like really, you have an opportunity to heal yourself in a lot of different modalities uh, that are beneficial and doesn't require medicine or anything like that. I wanted to say that I've, we are, Dr. R and I have worked on each other. We do what we call in the biz trades. So we, we've worked on each other and a lot of my clients or some of my clients have come and become your clients, yes. which is fun. You can return the favor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're right. I can. Some, yeah, you can. Um, but I've definitely sent you some people and they love you. So Dr. Ara, how can people find you? Well, I work right here in the city, uh, Manhattan, on 28th Street, which actually in the same facility as you. <laughs> Hi. Come for the wall plants. Stay for the chiropractic. Yeah, it's a bit of an oasis. So um, you can reach me at info at soul-center.com. That's sol-center.com. And the website is www.sol-center.com. Easy to remember. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure. It was really a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And for you, make your own informed decisions about your health, about your wellness, about your journey. And don't always listen to what the zeitgeist tells you. I have been your host, Jessica Brodkin. You could find me at loveandlightservices.com or at Jessica Brodkin and on Instagram at Jessica Brodkin. And be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.